0: We Grew Up With a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we're not playing the Ocarina of Time, but we're using our mirror, playing Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. I'm Chris,
1: and I'm Katie.
0: We've finally beat Ganon, so let's talk some games.
1: Let's go. Welcome to the new year. Uh, it's our first actual episode of 2023. Woohoo!
0: What episode is this, 44?
1: Episode 44. Yay! Yay! I will say so far, New Year's resolution has been we are, we are getting better at our social media because I've been posting more. So, on Instagram, there was a new reel about a watch producer Kyle got on Facebook. There was a fun Reel talking about some of the background work I did for this episode. Uh, those will be going on both platforms at some point. They might not, they might vary in quality because of the issues with that, but we're working on it and I will continue to post. But that'll also keep you up to date. I actually did a quick Reel on Instagram show while I was editing the year in review episode of the cat getting in the way of me editing the year in review episode.
0: It happens, yes. So,
1: great place to check in with us and see how we're doing. Moving on, though, I think it's time to talk about today's video game trope of the day.
0: Trope of the day!
1: Ka-ching! So, spoilers. what's today's (laughs) video game trope of the day?
0: Our trope of the day is gold sink, or I don't know what TV tropes calls it. Gold. Money sink. Gold money sink. It's a gold sink. What is a gold sink, Katie?
1: It's a really expensive item. Typically found, most of the examples I found were in uh, MMO, uh, MMOs, uh, and some single player, but really MMO games. Uh, these are items that basically are put into a game to waste money for the player for valid reasons. Sometimes not valid reasons. Other times, but it's. In theory, to remove virtual money from the economy, especially many things that are considered gold sinks are intangible goods that you can't sell back. These Or or whatever you buy can't be sold back, so that it is permanently removing that money from the environment.
0: Think about it, especially with with the game of the episode. How easy is it to get 999 rupees? God,
1: I did it so often.
0: Yeah. So you need a place to put those rupees because you want to earn more. You want to be able to earn more gold yeah. and you've got these old games that max out. So there you need a place for that. Yeah. Like and, and you do see this in MMOs constantly because that's just how they actually do the have economies that are evolving. Economies in MMOs. work, yeah. And and they do this to, to not make like inflation a thing like in those MMO economies so
1: so in Link to the Past for example some of the gold sinks were the uh, fairy fountain at one point I think it's called like the fountain of happiness where you need to give a hundred rupees for every level and it gives you five extra bomb spaces or five extra arrow spaces up to like 70 each I think
0: and spoilers, you could do it at 5 or 25. Yes. I accidentally did 5, so I was offset by 5. That's awful. And then for the entire thing, because I put 5 in by accident, and then the all of a sudden it switch to yeah. only you could do 20 or 50. It was just like, oh, crap. Yeah, the, you, it would have driven you crazy.
1: Oh, I would have hated. I might have reset. <laughs> I don't know. There's a possibility. <laughs> but yeah, so that was it. That was one that like you just basically all of your money would go there because they could have just given you the freaking bomb pouch to like, you know. Have larger capacity In other games You can buy a larger pouch Like that's a thing You do in other games And that's a similar idea But this was like A continuous like Paying for a significant Portion of time And then also I I feel like the potions Were very much Yes you get an item out of it But like it's a Non reusable item For the potions Yeah
0: That's That's not Quite the same quite, because it's buying the same. It's it's um you see it in again, as we we talked about, you see it in MMOs, in like yeah. Diablo two, you could gamble. Yeah. So like you could just get a random item. Uh Diablo three, you could transmog stuff.
1: Yeah, and there's auction uh, houses in Diablo three specifically. Not just,
0: n- not anymore. Oh uh, well there was. They, they well there was, and everyone friggin' hated it, but
1: I know with Diablo 2, the one I had always heard about was that there was a, like, item that you could, that could clone really easily, and so it was like, and I looked it up, it's the Stone of, Stones of I Jordan. I was gonna say, is this
0: Stone of Jordan?
1: Yeah. Ha! And so basically people kept doing it and cloning it so often or or had so many of them that they basically added in a way that you use them as currency because players started using them as currency. So they basically made it to like take them out of the game. The exact thing of like they created something purely to pull the number of Stones of Jordan out of the game.
0: That's like, what is it? Plex and Eve Online where you could literally take in game currency to yep. transfer to uh uh subscription points ah. like subscription and wow went to this you really? could change gold for subscriptions.
1: That's fascinating.
0: Yeah, which I I think it I mean wrecks the economy. But yeah, well. like it it literally encourages gold farmers, which is not something that it's most games want. It's
1: the opposite want. of that, but...
0: Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, the idea of a gold sink is to... You've got too much currency, and you're earning it, especially in, in games like Zelda. Like, WoW doesn't have a top, but it's like, you need to do something with that, because yeah. it's boring, if you've just got all this gold, right? Yeah, like, you
1: avoid the rooms that have the, the the money and currency. Yeah. Sometimes it can be frustrating. Because, like, Zelda, there's a lot of examples in Zelda games in general. Like, a lot of Zelda. Because Zelda always has a limit to how much money you can hold.
0: Right. Except so, in the Switch version, which was nice for... Um, ugh,
1: rude. Link's Awakening. In yes. In Wind Waker, in particular, there's freaking Tingle... He's freaking oh, yeah. Tingle.
0: This
1: is a, yeah. <laughs> and you have to pay him, I looked it up, I, I knew it was like around 400, 398 rupees eight different times in order to mm. complete his part of the quest. That is just, they built that to get rid of rupees. There's no yeah. reason it had to be that high other than do that. But that was frustrating because it was like, that wasn't when I had extra. That was when I needed to go and farm for them, basically. <laughs> I hate you, tingle. <laughs> The only other one I thought was, I don't remember which Harvest Moon game it was, but there's one of them where you can buy an island and then build a house on it. Oh. And you, you get nothing out of it except for going to the island and you can fish there. And there's, like, one unusual fish that you can only get on that island. But, like, you don't need that fish for any reason throughout the game other than to say you had that fish. So
0: That's that's how those games work.
1: Yeah so uh, that's another one it was like well you have bought everything for your main house so buy an island (laughs) it's definitely a video game centric idea there's not really such thing as a money a gold sink a money sink in real life or really in movies or pop culture that just doesn't really exist
0: no because like life is hard and you need to spend money (laughs) like no I disagree look at some of the stuff that rich people have that's true
1: super yachts and it's like the $5,000 drink at the bar on the the Star Wars bar on the cruise and that <laughs> is a gold sink that's a good point vacation gold yeah. sinks yeah so while they're there, I guess producer Lisa is correct there are some real life money sinks
0: for for the the bougie the bougie that's class. The point.
1: to be fair in the game when you have that much money you're just trying to waste it it's because you're bougie for the game mm-hmm in Persona 5 you can buy like random items and everything and I always felt bad because I would have so much money and then one of the people in my party is like yeah I've had ramen five times this week because I can't afford ah! anything else and you can't give him money you just kind to like oh that sucks you're poor <laughs> as you're like living in the lap of luxury <laughs> anyway that's why the gold sink is today's video game
0: trope of the day Trope of the day!
1: Day, 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 day.
0: So, it is time to talk about the game of the episode. Katie, what can you tell us about Legends of Zelda Link to the Past, which came out in 1992? For
1: the Super Nintendo. It was the third game to come out in the Legend of Zelda series. I'm going to get into some timeline stuff a little bit later when we talk about the plot, just because I think it's really interesting how where this game falls in plot timeline versus actual game timeline. But it was the third game to come out in uh, in the Legend of Zelda series. I didn't get a lot of developer notes on this. I, 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 fu- I decided to focus on fun facts on this episode. We'll talk a little bit about this in the rose segment but i just want to mention the chris hoolihan room which is the the contest winners room that was yes he won it in 1990 and it really wasn't widely known about and widely discovered until the 2000s so that's just hilarious
0: yeah this is one of my favorite like easter egg things where they uh, i mean you could explain but like he won a contest. I said you could explain, I'm about to explain. So, this guy won a contest, Chris Hulan, and...
1: it For Nintendo Power Magazine, I think, or something like that.
0: Yeah, and so they gave him a secret in uh, one of the dungeon rooms, but it was so secret that no one found it Yeah, for 20 years, like...
1: So... And and some, this is I think also not misnomer. I think this is also an idea of I'm sure people found it, but again, pre-internet days, they weren't posting right. about it no online. no one posted it. Yep, so no yep, one was yep. posting about Fair it enough. online. So the few guys that were out there didn't mention it, and the people who did find it probably weren't posting online. Like this just wouldn't we in the Rose Weeks play this would never happen in modern day because the one or two people who would find it would be all over the internet being like, "Oh my god, has anyone else found this thing?" You know, there'd be let's plays of it. There'd be videos and everything. So, it's such a funny concept that just I it just could not happen in the modern day.
0: It sort of makes me think of the um, Peter Molyneux, like Gladius.
1: Yeah, that you would be like the goddess of. Yeah, and the it's world. like, oh,
0: you're the guy, but then nothing happened. Yeah, slightly different, but that's what I thought of.
1: Yeah, it's valid. I thought it was really interesting as a build up to this game. There was a comic book adaptation of the whole game that was published in Nintendo Power for 12 issues from January to December of 1992. And this game came out in April in the U.S. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I just kind of find it funny. Like, they were trying to hype it up because it it was already out in Japan, but back then you weren't getting Japanese over on the U.S. side of things. That's just not common back then. Right. So they kind of, like, were hyping it up in Nintendo Power by having the serialized comic talking about the game. It ran all year, which I just think, is really cool and I really want to track down what that comic looked like now I also had a laugh there is a French version of this game that was released in Canada it is the only French only release in North America for the SNES Ah! which is just kind of a fun random fact
0: which is the most like I'm sure it's from Quebec
1: I'm sure well obviously it's for them
0: because the Francophiles out there
1: where else would it be (laughs)
0: She's not wrong. Fair point.
1: (laughs) She's not wrong. The original subtitle was Triforce of the Gods.
0: Ooh, I like it. That sounds so cool. That sounds so, so good. But it was
1: deemed necessary to change this for American audiences in case moral guardians threw themselves in a tizzy over references to religion.
0: God. uh, (laughs) Triforce of the Gods is an amazing band name. Right?
1: I love it. I love all of it. The last one I kind of want to point out was there was a common rumor surrounding why Link had pink hair. And I remembered this in the rows. So here yes, it. you
0: did. Link you did. has pink
1: hair throughout the whole game. But in all of the marketing, he was a blonde. Like, he is in every other game, in every other iteration, he's always blonde. And so there was this, like, rumor going around. The reason he had pink hair in this game is because they didn't have enough assets in the game available to make his hair blonde when his bunny sprite was pink as well so they're like it's a shared asset so it's it that's not true though they are actually two different pinks they just decided stylistically his hair is going to be pink
0: <laughs> yeah i was going to say that seems not true that's that's great
1: nope it's just
0: just just, they just decided in the it. game
1: they wanted him to have pink hair i mean considering the outfits he gets by the end of the game and the colors they use Sure. They just wanted to give him a little just, color. Just
0: go for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine.
1: So for speed runs, there are still speed runs of this game. Uh, for the no major glitches run, I don't know exactly what that means. I'm assuming there's minor glitches they're allowed to do. For no major glitches, which is the primary category of speed runs for this game, mm-hmm. it is one hour, twenty two minutes, and fifty eight seconds.
0: Oi! That super- is quick. That's and that
1: was quick. So quick, and it was set five months ago by Addy of Hell sure
0: <laughs> as
1: good as my French um, so that's kind of a cool speedrun. this was done five months ago so you know it's still again popular and the community still is is of course, yeah, of course. always finding little things um, getting into critical response for the game Widely Unsurprisingly, popular Unsurprisingly,
0: like, it has good Shocking. reviews. I wasn't going <laughs> to say it.
1: I wasn't going to say it. The game rankings aggregate score was a 93% for the original game. It was actually a 94 for the GBA version, which came out in like 2000. I did not
0: know this came out on the GBA.
1: Yes. It was actually, it was. it's similar to the DX version of Link's Awakening, is that they added a uh, extra dungeon in the uh, Game Boy Advance oh, version.
0: I didn't. Definitely did not know that,
1: yes, so it was rated slightly better across the board, but still, we're talking about the original today, yeah, so again ninety three percent on game ranking's aggregate score, uh Famitsu had it at a thirty nine out of forty, and it was the first game that Famitsu ever gave a near perfect score to it Fair. was you know huge electronics monthly gaming gave it a thirty five out of forty and they called it the best video game sequel for nineteen ninety two The Chicago Tribune rated it the best game of the year in 1992. And I just, I like when like non gaming media. Yeah.
0: Like just regular publications. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: In a more modern look back at it, um, it was considered the runner up for best game of all time by IGN, G4, and Game Reactor at various times. Best game of the generation by GamePro and Kotaku. Yeah. Between the GBA version of the game as well as the original version of the game, they sold 6.5 million copies across both platforms by 2004. So that's only two years after the GBA game came out. So it's pretty incredible the amount of copies of games that this sold, uh, especially during that time period.
0: So going back to when I went to Too Many Games, trying to buy a original Link to the Past cartridge was over a hundred dollars Yeah, that like surprise. so that yeah, again that'll tell you how much this game is held in in high regard Yeah, like those and all the final fantasies like you can kind of base it on that it was insane yeah. like you, you couldn't find it
1: i will say besides the gba version uh there it's come out on virtual consoles and all of that i don't mm. think i knew There is considered a spiritual successor to this game that came out for the 3DS in 2013 called Link Between Worlds. It is literally supposed to be almost like a direct sequel to this game. I don't think I knew that. I don't remember hearing about that game. It has great reviews. I might go try to find that game and play that game now. I'm not going to lie.
0: Uh, I will kick that to producer Lisa because she needs something to play because I've stolen the Switch for other games.
1: But yeah, it it just, this game, again, a lot of the development happened at the same time as Link's Awakening. You can see them go across, and we'll talk about that a little bit in the Rose segment about, Mm -hmm. you know, how the similarities go across there. But this was a very, very well-received game. Of course, this was a well-loved game. It is still a well-loved game, as Chris said, from how much it still costs to buy the game. And the fact that you can get it on the Nintendo Classic, the Nintendo Virtual stores, and it's you know you're constantly being able to play it, and so let's play a very apropos chiacarina of time, go back to the past before we had a chance, kind of before we had a chance to play the game <laughs> and talk about our memories of a link to the past.
0: Chief Flute of time, go yes to Chief Flute of time. <laughs> <laughs> And that music means we are in the past, back before we've played this game again. Sort of. I might have goofed. Katie, what can you tell me that you remember about Link to the Past? Because I accidentally played this game before we recorded this.
1: <laughs> Chris thought we'd recorded this segment already and then I, streamed I, part of it.
0: I looked into our Google Drive and saw that we had a folder for Link to the Past.
1: Yeah, because it was planned. And
0: went, yeah, we must have recorded the Rose segment for this. I'll, I'll just go ahead and play it.
1: What's great is we have a Excel that says what we've recorded, what we've played, what's nah. been edited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't look at it.
1: It's fine. It's fine. Now, what I remember, I actually still remembered quite a bit from before even you played this. We mentioned in the LinkedIn awakening that was one of the first Zelda games I really played played but I know I played this game I don't know if I played it fully until college but I know we played it when we were younger like at friend's house again this is one of those games because it's for a system we didn't own yeah it meant that I didn't really play fully I would watch friends play I would play a bit this is also one of the ones where I struggle because so much of it is gamer culture now
0: a I'm lot like, of it is do yeah. i
1: remember it remember it or am i remembering gamer culture of it i remember this one you become a bunny at one point in the game you run around as bunny oh uh, like, yeah
0: in the in the in the dark world in the dark you become world. a bunny until you get the uh like the the moonstone or something like something that something
1: like that
0: so i i yeah again i remember playing this with with friends but then i also played it in college <laughs> And more recently, like when I got the the SNES mini before we did the podcast, I played it a bunch. So, yes, I accidentally played it before we recorded this, but I, I've played this a handful of times. and honestly, I only got as far as you know the first air like first section of things, like getting into the dark world because yeah. in the did you start out right? like you gotta get the three amulets and then you get the master sword
1: you get it that early?
0: Yeah, you get it before oh, you go to the Dark World.
1: That's right, that's right.
0: Because you need the Master Sword to fight the Wizard that... And this bleeds into the Link's Awakening, where, like, a bunch of the bosses, the, the Wizard in this was very similar to one of the, the Windfish bosses.
1: Yeah, and, and they talk about Link's Awakening, if I remember from our episode, was developed right after this game. like It was yeah, yeah. pretty much I, I the thought, sequel to I, this game.
0: Yeah, I thought that Link to the Past was ripping off Link's Awakening, and it turns out it was the other way around. Yeah.
1: Because, on purpose, because that's the whole joke of Link's yeah. Awakening is it's his dream, so he was taking memories right. of other lives right. and other adventures and merging them into his dream uh, so yeah so a lot of the bosses were very very similar you're right i do remember that and that, that's why i struggle the, like on separating the two that's obviously the a much
0: centipede was a big game. one game
1: yes the centipede wow well, yeah because
0: there's you you got the the three amulets or or whatever and then you go into the dark world and then you got to get like the seven crystals
1: that sounds right
0: something like that and then you got to fight ganon Mm-hmm. on on top of yeah
1: and not Ganondorf I don't, but Ganon
0: Ganon I don't know if I ever actually beat this game See, I
1: was trying to remember that too I don't think I ever beat this game
0: I don't think I actually beat this game I know I've gotten decently far into it but I don't think I've ever actually beat it
1: yeah I'm not really sure if I have so this is going to be interesting I also remember specifically that this link was had pink hair I don't know what? why that always say he has pink hair in this game
0: I don't remember that little, at all.
1: His little sprite has pink hair. Huh. Uh it's just I just thought it was funny because of the way they colored him, he had pink hair.
0: One of the things I remember is the, with the fairies, mm-hmm. they would actually when you died, they would like pop out if you had them in a bottle. It'll pop out and revive you. Yeah. Unlike Link's awakening. I'm trying to remember the Oh, this one had the amulets. So like there's this this one had all of the um so, this is going into mechanics, right? But, like, all the all the same hookshot, boomerang. Mm-hmm. But they had, like, amulets or something like that? Like, the, the thunder amulet and the quake amulet mm. that you could use? I think
1: there were uh, amulets. Now, like, yeah, you could equip, almost?
0: Yeah. You would equip them uh, just as the same as, as any other secondary item. Yeah. You didn't have to deal with... Well I guess kinda like uh Link's Awakening on the Switch. The lift bracelets, the like mm-hmm. Midas gloves or whatever. Didn't have to equip those. Those were just kind of on. baked in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So is that one in this game too? I think so. Okay. I don't I, I see that's... I don't remember that part. If that's I believe you, I just it just don't remember. Yeah.
0: That.
1: Which is just so funny. That's why like these games start really like merging. Blending.
0: Yeah. Well, especially those two, because they're both top-down.
1: They are very... And again, they were developed right around the same time, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I remember liking liking this game a lot. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I played it again.
1: But yeah, I mean, it, just, it was a bunch bigger... It was a massive game, I remember, sticking out my head of how big it was, and there was so much map to explore. Mm-hmm. Which I really enjoyed. I agree with you. It was one of the games I went back to. That's why I went and tried to play it fully in college, as opposed to just the like, kind of little tidbits I had played growing up. Yeah is this the game uh, i think this is the game where it turned out like there was a nintendo magazine a contest and so they the kid who won got like the secret room yeah and then no that, one found it till, like years no one later. found yeah i think
0: i think that was this game i think yeah. that's
1: this game which is so funny
0: oh yeah i won a contest and yeah. then no one found it for like 20 30 years
1: i feel like a room like that wouldn't go unfound for nearly as long.
0: Well, yeah, I and, mean, like, the no-clip debug tools are so much easier to get your hands on. Yeah,
1: that's true. But, yeah, I, it's funny, I, I don't have a ton of concrete memories about this game, and yet I have a t- I feel like I have a ton of memories of this game. It's such a weird... It's in that weird place in memory.
0: It's in that, and I think I wrote down when I started playing, it's one of those things where you don't remember things until you Absolutely. hit it. And you're like, oh, yeah, this... Which is funny, again, that I accidentally started playing this before we did the Rose. Pretty much most of the stuff I remember is the stuff that I went through again. Like, yeah. going in the castle, rescuing the princess, you know, rescuing Zelda. There's the guy with the the big chain, and then you gotta go, you know, fight the bouncy guy's... Yeah. to get the first amulet.
1: And I remember when you had a switch in a room and it's like she's like pull the one on the right and you pulled it on the right you're like but if I pull the one on the left I was like snakes and you're like snakes. snakes. And I was like oh, I didn't remember that like little things like that was very funny.
0: Pull the lever. Wrong lever.
1: <laughs> one other thing you brought up on stream that I had completely forgotten about so you brought up was the system of a down song linked to the past, Oh my god, yeah. which I did I... find
0: I had totally forgotten about that. So yeah. if,
1: if you're out there, people, we can't obviously play it for copyright reasons and stuff. But yeah. if you can find a copy of the song, it's freaking hilarious.
0: Link. He's come he to, to town. town.
1: Come to save. He's going to
0: save the Princess Zelda.
1: Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> but it's like, again, that, that just kind of proves like what a cultural phenomena that Zelda oh, yeah. Link was. And Zelda was. Uh, this game really was what established it as such yeah
0: i i really think so this was the one that absolutely like i mean ocarina of time sure but like this, this was, was first
1: this was first yeah. and this was this was
0: the this was the triforce yeah this was the, this absolutely solidified
1: this is what set all the tropes for the game because like there's yeah. the original link is fine and then zelda 2 is trash <laughs> so no one talks about it because it was a side-scrolling yeah. like adventure. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just it wasn't the same. And then they come to and Link to the Past. I think is just what really cemented the series to be the juggernaut mm-hmm. that it is today. Even if Breath of the Wild looks nothing like Link to the Past.
0: Well, even Ocarina of Time yeah. was totally different than Link to the Past.
1: But it, they wouldn't exist because if this was, one hadn't done so well, and right? So exactly. And hadn't established... Exactly the tropes that it established right you know i think a lot of that came from this game mm-hmm. i think that's the other reason i really struggle for this game more than even a link's awakening because i could just define it so much more easily because it was a handheld and i have those memories of looking at the handheld mm-hmm. and playing it versus this game it merges so much with the cultural remembrance of zelda for me and for link for me because mm-hmm. it is just the cornerstone of most of those memories and those thoughts, yeah. so it's hard for me to differentiate it, which is kinda of funny.
0: Now I've just got the system of downside stuck do in my too.
1: head. <laughs> it there's a lot but it it's a fun game and there's so much to do. It's good definitely got a game where I'm just gonna be I know I'm gonna end up wandering around a ton. But then Chris, so it your the score is gonna be a little bit asterisk. But what's yeah, your Rose sort of, score? Not really, I, I know. I,
0: yeah, it's it's a nine. Like it's it was a fantastic game from what I remember. It was incredibly complete. There was a ton of depth to it. I I loved playing it. Oh okay. I, I I that's why I played it again before the podcast. Like a bunch Absolutely. of these games. Uh what about you? What is your what is your Rose I have to tipped, give it an eight and a half. Score. I have and really and half, fond yeah.
1: memories of it. I remember really loving it and watching. I loved playing it. I loved watching people play it. It was definitely a game I really enjoyed having friends play and just watching um, mhm. and helping them solve the puzzles, even if you aren't playing. Like, oh, I think you need to do this. Or, oh, I remember right. that was in this room. So I really liked it. Hold, hold on. Oh, my God, Winston. Why would you fo- Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> So smelly. Ah. Oh, <laughs> He's right under the desk. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, yeah, eight and a half for me. I just just really like the game. What is your predicted score, then, for this game?
0: Honestly, I think it's still going to be a nine. Mm -hmm. Because I think, especially looking at a lot of these retro games that are coming out now that are essentially styling themselves practically in the same way. The mm-hmm. ones that aren't roguelikes, because that's kind of a different thing. right? I think the basic gameplay and the structure of the game is going to hold up incredibly well. Hmm. So I'm going to say a 9. I... I uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Just no, making I... a
0: bunch of noise, but I, I, I really think that it'll hold up well. What about yeah. you? What do you... What is your projected score? I, I have to
1: Prediction give Predicted
0: score. I have eight. to give
1: it an eight. Just I, I won't say it's going to live up to everything. I think there will be little things here and there where I'm going to get annoyed at like how uh. peculiar something is. But overall, I think it's still going to be a ton of fun. I think it, it, it is slightly biased in that I know I've played it within the last five, six years most likely. Uh, at least parts of it, and I had a lot of fun, and I just have such nostalgia is going to be a big factor on this one of just being like, oh, I like this so much. So I think think that's going to be a big portion of it. So definitely going to give it an eight out of ten. So overall, we have some rose scores of I had an eight and a half. Chris had a rose score of nine out of ten, and then for predicted scores, I had an eight and Chris had a nine. So really high reviews on this game. Shockingly, as always on this podcast, we. <laughs> Funny, we want to just play the games that we remember having fun playing. That we like. Eventually, I'm sure we'll get to a point where people are like, we need to torture you with games, but we're not there yet.
0: Look, we did Echo the Dolphin, so. (laughs)
1: Anyways. (laughs) Oh, so true. Uh, So let's play that Chiacarino of time. Uh, Reno of time. Ah. And go back to the present, back to when we actually have played more of the game. In recent history, <laughs> and uh, talk about it. So let's go.
0: Ah! Yeah! Yeah! So we are back from the past. We are in the present. We have played the game. Katie, what can you tell me about the plot of Link to the Past? So we're going from the present to the past.
1: Kind of. Again. So,
0: S- sort of.
1: Sort of. So, I mentioned this earlier, talking about the chronology of this of this series, which is very complicated. And there were a lot of arguments for years within the fandom of what order do these game, games come in. And it was, at least for the time being, solidified in 2013 by the Hyrule Historia. I put a reel on this. <laughs> it is a very pretty book. If you like Zelda, it's a gorgeous artwork book. But it solidified the, this is the official history of where the games fall in the history of Hyrule. So.
0: I, I need to post a comic that talks about, like, linking all of the Zelda stuff together because it's, it's a mess.
1: It is such a mess. So to start with, in the the start of all timelines, Skyward Sword, which was released in 2011 for the Wii. That is the earliest game as of 2013. I don't know where Breath of the Wild falls. Ugh. I probably should have checked, but I don't know where that falls. So right as of as of 2013 when this book came out, Skyward Sword was released released in 2011 for the Wii. That was the earliest game. That's followed by The Minish Cap, which was in 2004 for the Game Boy Advance.
0: Oh my then, god.
1: Then Four Swords released in 2004 for GameCube. So those games kind of went hand in hand, uh, but the the official order between the two is Minish Captain Ford Swords. Then Ocarina of Time, released in 1998 for the Nintendo 64. This is where the timeline diverges into three different branches. There is the branch of Child Link when he wins and beats Ganondorf. There's a branch for Adult Link after he beats Ganondorf. And then there's a branch for if Link loses. Hmm. And that was the big question everyone had when it came to these games. Because when A Link to the Past came out, Miyamoto said, this is a prequel to the original game. And so people had to figure out where in the timeline it fell because of that. It Like from the beginning, it was always meant to be a prequel to the original game. So we find out after this book came out is what really, literally the, the historia is what solidified. This is on the side of when the hero is defeated. Hmm then the next games that are in the timeline on the hero is defeated side of things is linked to the past so this is the first game on the hero is defeated side that's why ganon is running around because he he always existed he was never defeated in the original game boy or in ocarina of time specifically yeah after Link to the past comes oracle of ages slash seasons those were the dual games for the game boy color um, that was in 2001. Then Link's Awakening, it, that was the 1993 release for the Game Boy. So that came, we were slightly wrong. It is not the direct sequel to Link to the Past. It is, there's a gap of Oracle of Ages and Seasons in between them. Very tight. Wow. But it was the sequel when it came out, I think, until 2001 when they, they're like, oh no, this other adventure happened in between.
0: <laughs> it's, it's so, uh oh God. And then
1: after Link's Awakening comes the original Legend of Zelda, So the 1986 game is after Link's Awakening which is then followed by The Adventure of Link which is the second game in the series which came out in 1987. So those two are chronologically two of the latest games in the series plot timeline even though they're the first two. Just wild. Link of the Past basically all you need to know it is the reason we are fighting Ganon and not Ganondorf is because Ganondorf morphed into the god Ganon at the end of Ocarina of Time, and so that's why we're dealing with Ganon. Sure. The official write-up in the book, I, I, a very, very epic and glorified, so I had to, of course, use it here, is, of all the possible outcomes, Link, the hero of time, faced defeat at the hands of Ganondorf. The thief obtained the three pieces of the Triforce, transformed into the demon King Ganon, and continued to threaten the world in the future eras. The conflict surrounding the Triforce continued without end. The blood of the gods weakened, and the kingdom of Hyrule uh, Hyrule shrank into a shadow of its former glory. That is the prelude to this game. (laughs) So epic. So well done.
0: So the plot of this game is it's it's as many uh Zelda games are. you wake up in the dark, you have to find your is he your uncle
1: young yeah, uncle in this game
0: uncle so you you chase after your uncle, chase him into the castle. so you find the uncle in the castle, you get Zelda escape from the castle, and then. ...you figure out that you need to get the pieces to get the Master Sword... ...so you can fight the wizard. You get all of the pieces and get the Master Sword... ...and then... ...surprise! Zelda is kidnapped and sent into the Dark World... ...that Ganon wants to take over... ...because he can take over the Dark World and Light World at the same time. So you've got the Master Sword... Three pieces. Go into the dark world, and you need the seven crystals. That have maidens inside. Yep. Thank you. The seven maidens that... uh,
1: Crystals is still right. They're just maidens inside said crystals. Yay!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those things will breach the barrier between the two worlds, so you have to get all of the crystals to save them from Ganon, and then you could fight Ganon to make sure the breach of the two worlds is secure.
1: And, and that he is which not is, allowed to get to the Triforce, which yes. would grant him, like, a wish.
0: That's right. That's, that's the whole thing about the Triforce is a wish, which is used very early on when you just wish to move a bunch of things around. Is that? A, I, I'm not making that up. Like the uh, what is it? The first or second dungeon where you move the uh, the the three stones? Yeah, it's that's like, on yeah, a wish. Yeah,
1: Oh yeah, you do wish in that little thing. Yeah,
0: it's it's like a really weird, superficial wish. Or it's just like I wish to enter. Enter, yeah. By Move the, way, the plot along.
1: The priest is of course Ganon in disguise. His name is. Uh, we're gonna have a contest. How how do we say the priest's name? Priest wizard name. Uh, it's it's in the notes.
0: Uh no, I literally have that note. Sarah, sar- sh- sha sha sha. No, sh- no, no sh- not sar. him.
1: That's the old man. Oh. The wizard who captured Zelda in the first place.
0: Oh. The bad guy. The, no. the vizier.
1: Whatever his name is. It's A- uh, Agahimnim. Jafar. Yeah, yes, but he's apparently, official canon, an offshoot of Ganon. That's how oh, that happened. But he I did that, not basically was in the light world, whereas the rest of Ganon's in the dark world. Right. Yeah, so after you get the seven maidens, you go fight Ganon, you beat Ganon, you get your wish, and everything goes back to normal. Yay. So, let's get into the actual mechanics of the game. Back to an overhead view. Easier
0: two. Unlike
1: the second one, which was a side-scroller.
0: Right. I was gonna say easier than uh, uh, the Game Boy version because you have more buttons.
1: So many more buttons. Yes. (laughs) And so the menu's so much bigger, you can use more items, and it's just... Like, your boots aren't a separate item. The fact that the Game Boy puts them as their own item is just obscene. (laughs) They're just on you once you get them in this game
0: yes no um, it was that the boots and the gloves were equipped automatically, automatically. which was nice it, yes. and
1: it is interestingly like, the consistency between you know most Zelda games or at least these early games of you know the gloves help you lift stuff the boots the Pegasus mm-hmm. boots help you run you have bows you have bombs you have the hook shot or you know you have a boomerang like those are all like Consistent in most, yeah, of very, the games. very
0: much staples. Yeah, yeah. They, they, all of those were were there. They had the uh, medallions.
1: Yes, so we was, remembered those in the rows. So I, yeah. I'm impressed. You did remember the medallions in the rows, which were like elemental.
0: Yeah, because you had quake and bomb, Bombos and what was and, the third one? Like
1: it's like air, airis. Yeah. Um
0: they weren't super useful eth- honestly. E- Esther.
1: Est- est- Esther? Ether. Ether. ether? 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 Yes. Uh yeah, they weren't super useful. Like there's a couple there's two dungeons you need two different ones to open.
0: Yes. So but yeah, in the dark fair, world you needed like ether, which was lightning yeah. weirdly enough, right?
1: Yeah, ether was lightning. And then bomb, yeah. But that the weird thing about those was it's because they weren't required items necessarily. I mean, they were in those parts that you because you the, open, yeah. It, but you yeah. didn't you didn't encounter them in the classic way of I get this item in a dungeon and then use it inside dungeon. You find them in the overworld. They're just
0: no, packed. yeah. You that was an exploring thing, which was super weird. like yeah. it's it's definitely outside of of the the old formula.
1: Yeah, so one of them I did end up just, like, walking into and being like, oh, nice, I found an item. But other ones I guarantee I wouldn't have found had I not had a guide to tell me where they were. Not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, because uh, uh, Ether was, yeah. was, was like, west of of the tower.
1: Sure. I don't remember now. It's all over. It's, I, I,
0: I will I will say the, the map of this was was just so nostalgic oh, right? yeah like, and, and
1: the just, the puzzle elements of getting around between the light and dark worlds because so at one point in the game you get introduced to the dark world and there's portals to send you to the dark world as Chris mentioned in the opener the mirror brings you back to the light world yes uh, and sometimes there were certain areas you couldn't get to unless you were there in the dark world and portal or mirrored back into the light world or vice versa. And I thought that was clever.
0: Yeah. Th- so the Dark World, the Dark World areas were very contained.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: So, like, you needed to go into the Light World.
1: To get to the Dark World half of
0: things. To get to the Dark World. And, yeah, that's a thing that's introduced before the third dungeon. The water before, one, yeah. Yeah, it's the third dungeon before you get sent into the Dark World like for realsies right sure. like it's the big tower yeah yeah, yeah. you go in there and you see the dude like the gremlin dude kicking around the, the other, kirby
1: yeah and they talk about that.
0: and you and you get turned into a bunny
1: yes and we got that right too he was a bunny and yes. we did need a moonstone to change back so we did remember a lot of those like little details of the game yeah and then once you're because as a bunny you can't use weapons. You can't do anything. You're just a bunny.
0: Which there's the weird thing in dungeons that gloomy- turns you back into that bunny. Thing, yeah. Like why? Like why reasons. is that a thing?
1: Because reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, there were a lot of again. It's it's really interesting because we we mentioned it in the rose that this game created so many of the tropes of Zelda. Like this is the Mm -hmm. originator. Really, almost more so than the original Legend of Zelda, just because that was trying to figure its way. This was the game I think that really established those tropes, but it also established certain enemies, and that is both good and bad because there are certain enemies like the green towers that shoot laser beams at you that were in dungeons.
0: Yes, the circling around The circle around eyeball things—they're awful. Uh, the hand
1: and the hand. I was convinced you could destroy those towers. So I kept trying to and kept dying. And I finally looked it up. And one of our stream people watching was like, no, I'm pretty sure you can. We looked it up. Later games, you can destroy those towers. So that's what oh. was pinging in my brain, but not in this game yet. And I was like, oh. And and same with the hand. The hand in this game, it grabs you and brings, you back. It brings you back. I hate the hand. I hate the hand. To the, oh, the start of the dungeon. The worst thing about the hand is you can kill it as many times as you want. It keeps coming back.
0: It keeps coming back. Why?
1: I swear in other games if you kill it at least for that room it will leave you alone.
0: Uh, the worst. Oh, God, it was only was in weird. a handful of gay or uh it was only in a handful of dungeons.
1: The, there was one, I think it was like the third to last dungeon that it was like first introduced. And it kept grabbing me in this one room that I was trying to open up a puzzle area, and you needed to slowly push a really heavy, heavy no oh, pull a really yeah, heavy statue yeah. onto the switch, and it would grab me every time. And I genuinely had to almost would, like, like I almost broke the switch because I was getting so mad at that stupid. You
0: image. had to, you had to look like you would see the shadow, yeah, and then hear the noise and have to run away.
1: Yeah. So the, you know those kind of enemies throughout the game going back and forth between the light and dark worlds. So things that you did in the light world would affect how things in the dark world were perceived, which I found really interesting. So that was like the water temple. You had to flood Yes, the, you had to
0: flood it. That was, yeah. You yeah, had to flood you had, flood it had to. A hit certain way. the switch. Yeah, yep. in
1: the light world. So in the dark world it would also have water.
0: What was the temple? The dungeon temple in the dark world in the uh, woods where there was no entrance, per se.
1: Oh, because you had to go into a million different in. ones.
0: Yeah, you had to, like, drop in holes. Like, that was that was a super interesting mechanic. Yes, like,
1: but I got lost.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I I, I I made multiple maps.
1: Yeah, of, of course you did. And, <laughs> and, and the, the big thing about that was you'd have to leave one area to go to a different area to do something necessarily in one area. Like, was, yeah, there was a lot of back and forth in that dungeon. Yeah. And the worst thing, as much as your maps helped, that that was the thing of it was in the Lost Woods, so the overworld map was useless. It was just like yes. you're in the woods. You had no help whatsoever. So it was like, oh. So like trying to guide your way through, like that's where, yeah, drawing your own map worked on those.
0: And the other one was um, up in the uh, water area. That was not on the map either. Yeah. So when you like you got the flippers, like Zora's flippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got the flute slash ocarita. Yes. What was that bird?
1: It was a duck.
0: It's a duck. It looks like a duck No, but
1: everyone says it's a duck. Okay. No, it it see that's the confusion. In Link's Awakening, it's a rooster yes but in this game game, it's clearly established as a duck it is a duck and he's amazing and we love him
0: also can we talk about how sad that is where it's like you get the thing where it's like the dad it's like oh my son went away and you find him in the dark world Uh, and he gives you the ocarina slash flute and then
1: dies he's like I've been here a while
0: oh my god this is awful
1: That's why, if you watch the end credits, Flute Boy comes back. He doesn't have a name; it just says Flute Boy.
0: Flute Boy gets to come back.
1: He comes back, so it's fine. It's less tragic.
0: Oh my god!
1: Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention before we get more into our opinions: we're obviously, of course, really good at not putting our opinions everywhere, all over this. Um, For the music we talk about the tropes of how this tropes were really established in this game for Zelda. The music of this game is what established most of what we know for Zelda when it comes to music.
0: I mean, uh, the Chi Ocarina of Time I uh, literally stole from between, you know, the Ocarina of Time yeah. and the mirror music.
1: You it, it like didn't steal blah, it. You, you, you modified uh, it. I,
0: I I repurposed it.
1: Repurposed it.
0: So, so, but like the
1: the Hyrule Overture, the motifs like Zelda's lullaby and Ganondorf's theme, those all really originated in this game and then are seen through the rest of Zelda. Um, So that's just kind of cool. Like, again, this was the game, I think, that really blew... Zelda off the map. It was popular before this. There's no yeah. question. But this blew, blew it off the map. Uh, the other thing is we talked about the System of a Down song in the Rose segment. It's not yeah. System of a Down.
0: It's not. Yes, we figured that out after the There are the articles Rose about segment. it now.
1: They're like, everyone <laughs> thinks it's System of a Down. It's not. You know, everyone thinks this, but it's just this other guy, and I'm going to look up his name so it was fair. His name is Joe Peelman. And he just sure. rele- he released it on an album in 1998 called Rabbit Joint. <laughs> and that's where the song comes from. So credit to him and not System of Down. It's an amazing song. We love it. It is. Getting more into our opinions of the frustration of the hand, of the frustration of... Yes. ...son of the enemies of the game. Yeah, there were things like... Definitely, elements that could get, in a very old school way, very frustrating about Uh this game. Um, The hand was was brutal. The hand, the hand was annoying. Like heart noise when you're low on hearts
0: is
1: (laughs) literally one of the worst things ever. Like it, it's like it's not quite as bad as the Sonic drowning music.
0: I was, I was going to throw back to that. What is that? What was that? uh, That that trope 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 of the day, like the panic. Panic inducing
1: panic inducing. So hold on, I'm looking up the trope. Hold on Yeah. Intentional stress triggers. Yes. Holy. Moly. I,
0: I think we talked about that. The the the, the sonic noise and yes. the
1: But I just forget how awful. freaking annoying it is. Because <laughs> if he, and, and I don't know if there's something built into the game or not, but I would lose the first eighty percent of my hearts real quick. And then I'd be stuck on the last two or three for a long period was of time. just
0: beeping forever.
1: Oh, my God. It would just not <laughs> stop. And it was like, so, oh.
0: So I think you said in stream you went. So part of the mechanic is you've got jars. Yeah. And you could get.
1: Fairies or potions.
0: Fairies or potions. I went to potions going to the money sink thing. Yeah went to potions late game because fairies could only
1: they only did a certain amount of health
0: yeah it was nice because it would do it automatically right so when you died the fairy would come out and heal you yeah
1: and that's why I preferred the fairy I would have like one potion and like the rest fairies because I would need that automatic life because I wouldn't lose I would lose hearts very quickly because again you'd get two or three hearts hit in like a second Sometimes with some of those heavier bosses near the end. Oh, yeah. Or even the enemies. Yeah, yeah, they would take significant chunks of your health really quick. And so I never got the potions out in time. So it was better to have a fairy so I wasn't dead. But the potions restored all of your health, which was way more convenient.
0: I kept, I think, one fairy in reserve for the most part, and okay. then kept a bunch of the blue potions because there Which, were three potions, right? Yeah. There was the red potion was health, the green, the green potion was or, magic, yes. and the blue potion was and, both. And that's
1: something we didn't talk about in the mechanics. the The magic mechanic of you have yes. a meter for your magic use, and so you could certain tools used no magic. Like the boomerang didn't take any magic. The hook shot didn't oh, take yeah, any. Oh yeah, the magic. hook
0: shot, yeah. Those were well those weren't magic things.
1: Yes, I know. I'm just saying but they they showed up in the same slot that would hold your magic item. It was always in that same weapon yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. slot. But things like the lantern, the magic powder, the um the rod. Ice,
0: ice Ice Rod, the ice rod, the fire rod. And those
1: just ate up your magic. Yeah.
0: And they had the one that made blocks. The one that made was, blocks. Yeah, very important in in a couple dungeons. You yes, got that. It, also, it can also
1: make platforms in certain areas. Yes. So so that those... was the
0: the last dungeon. You yeah. needed that.
1: Yeah, and so, well, I mean, it was a required item for an earlier dungeon. So it's not like you could go into the last without it.
0: To be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But but that was so those items were there. Um, they used your magic up, and then the other items you got through the game that we didn't talk about were like the shield you got an upgrade to your shield which some one time you got an upgrade in a dungeon so you get the reflective mirror the mirror I think shield in a dungeon where you can yeah. the laser beams get reflected but you could have manually upgraded your shield with a fairy at one point you could have tossed your f- shield to a fairy and she would give you a like fireball upgrade
0: was that the, the large fairy no
1: that was a different fairy the
0: large fairy was the large fairy was uh, hilarious I know. And I loved it.
1: It's so funny. It's... But that was a, that was at end game, you meet in the dark world you meet a really, really they literally call her like the fat fairy. It's very sad. And she calls herself ugly. She's like, I know I don't look like my other fairy. I'm like, oh this is so sad. But she gives I, you I, upgrades I don't know to how your, to approach
0: this. Yeah, she yeah. gives
1: you upgrades to your sword. She makes it super strong.
0: Yes, because there's four upgrades to the sword. Is there I four? think. Yeah, so there's um Original sword, master master sword, sword, um, go to...
1: The blacksmiths.
0: The blacksmith. That's your third upgrade. And And then then throw the the sword with the large fairy. Yeah. I I can't call it a fat fairy. Because Uh, that sounds... Rude.
1: Yes, that's valid. And so, <laughs> so, so those upgrades. But you also, in two of the dungeons, you get upgrades to your armor, so you take less damage.
0: Yes. And so
1: you change colors, and that's when Link goes through some wild color palettes.
0: Uh, he's <laughs> like it was green and 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 that's so. This is super interesting because it made me think of. Link's Link's Awakening awakening, Mm -hmm. because you go like the blue you get blue armor and you get red armor yeah right only in the color version
1: red made you stronger blue gave you more defense
0: well yeah in Link's Awakening but in Link to the Past you got that was the that was the color palette it's like red
1: and then purple yeah
0: yeah okay purple yeah so that's it's just strengthening yeah yeah
1: so it gets stronger. So that was
0: that was super interesting.
1: Yeah. So that was kind of a, a fun addition. Until instead of just weapons, you were getting things like those kind of upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, things like the jars. You had to buy one and then find the others throughout the, the world. Those are yeah. kind of items that we didn't really talk about. But I like. I don't think I ever found how many. I think I only had three jars. I don't think I entered the game. Oh with no! Four I got jars. all four. I know you I got had four, four, and I was like. Oh, there are four. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, it's you get you get one. You buy it. You buy you one. Find there's
1: one that's like right in the village. There, I don't remember.
0: And there's one you have to like swim underneath a bridge.
1: I got that one.
0: Okay, I forget where I got the fourth. You were you were super guide on this, so I'm surprised you didn't no, find I didn't that fourth to. jar. The problem was uh, so
1: what what happened was I got stuck in that stupid dungeon where you needed to raise the water.
0: And I
1: tried, and it didn't work. I I couldn't get to the place to raise the water. And that was just an error of, like, I was on the wrong pixel or some BS like that. But I thought I did something. I thought that wasn't it. I was like, well, this must not be it, because I can't figure it out. And so I ended up wandering the whole world trying to figure out how to raise the water. And Uh I'm like, hey, Producer Kyle, can you read through a guide really quick for me and tell me what I need to do? And just give me a hint of what I need to do. Producer Kyle. Very sweet. He does this for me a lot of times. That way, I don't read the guide and read too much. But he no, helps me when great. I need to. But he misunderstood and was like, "Where are you at in the game?" And I told him generally where I was. And he's like, "Well, go here." And it was a, like a heart piece. I was like, "Okay, not what I wanted. Go here. Another heart piece. Go here. Another <laughs> uh, uh, heart piece." And he ended up giving me a bunch of side stuff that I was like, "None of this is what I was asking." And he's like, "Oh." Yeah. And I was like,
0: I, "This. I, I remember that because I was watching. It's like." You just came back and you have so many heart pieces yeah. so, and so extra equipment.
1: Slightly unintentional. I, I would have probably done something similar at end game times of like time to get the rest of my heart yeah. pieces, yeah, but yeah. it was er- way earlier in the game than I normally would have. But it was just a, a slight <laughs> miscommunication between the producer and I, where he thought I wanted <laughs> one information, I wanted something else. And then it turned out, I yeah, I was just on the wrong pixel to move the block, which was just obnoxious.
0: Speaking of uh heart pieces and on the wrong block, the uh so it's it's the same thing you have to find heart pieces. Right, like in yeah. random places. Yep, and, and four pieces got,
1: make a full heart.
0: And I got spoiled with with uh uh link to the not link to the past, that's this game. Link's
1: Awakening.
0: <laughs> Link's Awakening, where you can mark and it shows where the in heart the pieces are. Yes, in the remake. So trying to figure out what heart pieces you got was a pain in the butt.
1: Oh, yeah. So bad. That brings up one of host Chris's other favorite parts of this game, the randomization of certain things.
0: The stupid digging (laughs) game. Why? Why is it random? (laughs) And so I spent so many. Speaking of gold sinks, (laughs) I spent so many rupees. In that stupid digging game. Well, you earned game. most
1: of them back, to be fair. You walked that away, is fair.
0: You, you, you did. walked away not
1: much lower than you started. No, but, but why <laughs> is that so hard? <laughs> so, one of the heart pieces is in this digging game in the dark world where you just are given, like, 30 seconds to go dig, and the heart piece might appear. I looked online, finally, after Host Chris was really struggling. It took me, like, seven or eight times for me to get the piece to show up. Host Chris was on, like... 30 times. I was like
0: 20 or 30. Was, I, I, I did the thing stupid he, mini games so many times. He was significantly
1: further. So I finally looked up why and someone in in like one of the Zelda forums wrote a very lengthy post explaining the math of it. Of how oh god, it is. Oh my god. Of
0: course they did.
1: No, but it basically saying
0: <laughs> No, it, it sounds amazing. Sorry, of, go ahead. Yeah,
1: here are the percentage of the different items that might appear every single time you dig. But the thing is the heart piece Will not appear until at the earliest, your 25th hole. So, in oh 30 God. seconds, you need to dig at least 25 holes to even have a 12% chance of getting the heart piece.
0: That is the dumbest mechanic <laughs> that I've ever heard.
1: So it's not Ooh, that the heart I need to pe-
0: find that programmer and slap him so in the face. So it's not
1: that the heart piece is hidden in a particular spot in that garden. It's that every time you dig into the ground, there's a certain percentage of getting items, of getting Doors. a certain item, and the heart piece does not show up until your twenty fifth hole plus. And your problem was you often did not get to twenty five holes.
0: Yeah. And I so that, did. So
1: that was that's crazy. And those kind of things of like that one. And there's another one that's slightly lucky as well, which is open the random chests in this like one like shop, and it's the same thing oh, of like just yeah. open a chest and hope a heart piece comes out. Like that also is very frustrating. Uh, but those kind of things are like artificial difficulty. There's no reason to make it that ridiculous. There's no reason for that.
0: Uh, one thing that I also hated was that enemies will respawn in the dungeons, oh, God. but items don't. that you pick up from from chat or uh, pots don't. Yeah. yeah. So a heart under a pot doesn't respawn. Enemies do. yeah. So it literally was constantly me leaving the dungeon, going yep. back to the light world getting fairies or potions and it's like why why that that was
1: the only benefit to the hand was one time I was out of magic and I was just like just Uh grab me hand (laughs) grab me and bring
0: me to the beginning take me to the entrance
1: pretty much well also because if the hand grabbed you it reset the whole dungeon to a certain extent and so all of the items under pots would reappear
0: I um, did not know that. Because, I only discovered
1: um, it because I kept getting grabbed.
0: <laughs> uh, the mirror, the mirror would take you back to the entrance. Yes, I
1: could have done that. Would have done the same thing. Uh, but the, that got very frustrating. Dungeons could get tough in this game. Dungeons would get a bit difficult at times.
0: Yeah, I got spoiled by uh, Link's Awakening, where you hit the midi boss.
1: Oh, my God, the midi boss. And you got the...
0: You would get the... Um,
1: the like little, like, swirl in the floor that would transform you from you. the yeah, beginning. Yeah, like
0: the, the warp spot.
1: Warp spot, that's what So, like,
0: you would... Yeah, you would get through half the dungeon. Yeah, so... Didn't have that in this that game. That didn't
1: exist in this game. I wish it did. And especially... We've been talking a lot, so we have to start ramping up.
0: Especially
1: yeah. the final tower.
0: Oh, we had to fight all of the mini-bosses. You had to
1: fight all of the bosses again, and it was massive. There were, like, ten floors!
0: Yeah, it was, like, you could watch the VOD, where I was just like, oh my god. Like, it was I was like, so I got the boss key! it was like, there's four, like four or five floors after I, you get the boss key I felt so bad you're like
1: oh I'm going through the boss key now I'm like oh oh sweet naive John no, oh
0: no <laughs> this isn't the you final boss
1: door it's <laughs> only the first one and that was in that dungeon this happened a couple times the first boss who's like the the like big ball with a bunch of little balls that follow it around and you have to hit the tail <clears throat> when he shows up the, I don't know what to call
0: him the, 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 the,
1: see you don't know what to call it either it's not yeah. a snake
0: it's not a snake.
1: It's a it's a, a, it's a, a cat
0: caterpillar. Not, I almost said caterpillar
1: <laughs> It kind of looks like a caterpillar. I could see that. But anyway, you hit a tail. Hi, him in the final dungeon was on a platform with no sides, so he'd push you off, and you'd end up falling below to another room where you could get injured because there were lasers well, that would point at you.
0: That's that's the... He's like the first boss in the game.
1: Yes, but and he... And he could
0: knock you off.
1: No, I know, but this is... I'm saying in the final dungeon, that was really oh, frustrating yeah. to waste so much time to get back up to him and all of the resources you would have wasted. And-
0: I was annoyed that Ganon could <sighs> hit you off, by the way.
1: I didn't know that it uh, the very first time he hit me off I was like okay you end up in this other room you talk and Zelda's like I told you he's real tough and I'm like okay whatever woman (laughs) and then I go back to the top and I'm like oh it reset oh you son of a it resets Ganon and all of your resources are gone so I was like nope I'm restarting there's no reason to do this again
0: also it annoyed me because in that it's a And this is such a petty thing. When the uh, floor goes away, it's black. Yes. Which is, in all of the other parts of the game, if it's black and you fall in, you recycle and you fall away. No, this is black and you fall down. That's not how that should work. I agree. You set it up earlier. I agree. When, When you fall to a lower level, it shows... At least, like, some sort like of, it's like... it's a
1: different colored floor, Checker pattern, yeah. like, yeah. So, that was rushing. The other thing that popped up in the final boss that we didn't talk about, I want to talk very briefly, was you had to light the torches to make him appear. Duh! that was a trend throughout the game of lighting torches makes things appear like invisible floors except for when it didn't make them appear for very long or when ether was supposed to make the invisible floor temporarily appear. and never worked for me so screw you guys on that i thought you
0: said bombos
1: i told you bombos and i looked at my notes and it says ether so i think i told you the wrong
0: thing you jerk
1: literally
0: was so (laughs) much magic because you told me bombos (laughs) I I didn't
1: didn't notice until we went to record and I looked at my notes I was not telling you to be like to to screw with you I genuinely believe (laughs) I was hoping you didn't notice that was so annoying trying to find the stupid floor (laughs) but it didn't but you came up with the pushing the brick thing before I did. You put the the brick magic on the ground and pushed it around till it fell so you could find it. And that was really clever and I had not thought of that. So that was very I was clever.
0: Very, I was very proud of myself for that. I cheated by the on way. those
1: ones. I just ended up pulling up a picture and was like, just show me I, where I'm I going. was
0: I was about to do that. And it was like, you know what? Uh, I'm too lazy to pull up a map. So I'm just yeah. gonna So, so Ganon do disappearing,
1: that. that was such a pain because you had to use so much magic to then hit the things and then hit him with yeah. your silver arrows and then hit him with your sword. Holy moly! This boss had so many like, and this is after you had just done a big boss battle, so you had to go refresh everything before the boss. This last boss, but at least team, it was
0: it was straightforward. Like it, it wasn't was. it wasn't the 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 tower where you had to fight through. It was just it was Two. a
1: it was straight to the boss. That is a valid. I point. say
0: that, and I see scummed the hell out of <laughs> Ganon, like. It, it, W- uh, we were we were late game i was like i just need to finish this game i just need game. to be done
1: uh, <laughs> please overall, uh yeah i mean but again all these frustrations we're, we're expressing nothing but frustration we both desperately wanted to finish this game because we like it so much and we had so much fun so like as much as we're frustrated if i as proven with other games if i actually get frustrated i just stop I just stopped playing? Yeah,
0: no, we we finished.
1: We finished it. We both finished, which has been a while since we've both finished a game.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah, we are the worst. <laughs> Technically, I only died 21 times. You counted? Uh, I think it said somewhere.
1: I missed that.
0: Uh, da- I don't know. I think uh, it's told me that I only died screaming? 21 times. Why are you screaming? Because I'm scream. recording a podcast and I scream.
1: Cause we get excited. Anyway, so that's interesting. I'll have to look and see in my stats if I can find how many times I died.
0: So, what's your what's your uh, final score for this game?
1: It has to be a nine out of ten. I just genuinely still had a ton of fun playing this game, and I really enjoyed it more than when I was younger and didn't fully understand it. And also more than, I think, when in college. I, we talked about in the Rose, we weren't sure we ever finished the game. I think that is true. When I beat Ganon, I was like, I don't think like, I've ever done this before. I definitely
0: never finished the game. And,
1: and so I definitely, yeah, I a nine out of ten, I had a lot of fun. I was frustrated as heck at times. But most of the time, I just had fun wandering around, being Link, living my best life. <laughs> what about you? What, what's your final score for the game?
0: I'm a nine, too. It was great. Like, it's 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 a well-built game. Like... Uh, if if you take the stupid hand out, it's it might be a ten out of ten. <laughs> I I will go on record to say the stupid hand <laughs> knocks a point off. That's but great. I'm going to go nine out of ten. It it's, it's it was so fun to play again, or I, I mean finish for the first time. Like again, I remember, I remember the first three. To mm-hmm. get the Master Sword, because it's one of those, like, same thing with Final Fantasy 6. Like, I've played the first couple hours of this game a ton of times. Right. Being able but- to play it all the way through. It's a very, very well-built game.
1: It's such a fun game. It's such a well-built game. It, and as, as convoluted as the lore is now, it wasn't as much then. And you can yeah. see where it was, and it, it, it's a good contained game. Even if you knew no other lore of Zelda, it's a very well contained game.
0: I know w- I don't.
1: As well as the fact that, like having the f- having the addition of some of those other games, like Ocarina of Time, and you know specifically Link's Awakening, and seeing how much of Link's Awakening they took from. Linked to the past on purpose to be like, you just did this adventure, so you're dreaming about it. It's yeah. so cool. I love that. I, I loved everything about it. I had so much fun playing this game. It just, yeah, I just had a ton of fun. So, you know, nine out of 10, it's higher than my prediction. I predicted an eight, so I was really mean on my prediction, apparently. I say, yeah. as eight. I don't know
0: where How that came from. How dare you?
1: I don't know. Eight, so, eight and a half. Well, that was my rose.
0: Oh, yeah. Eight out of predicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So overall, loved the game. Definitely, if you guys have a chance to play it, obviously play this game. It's such a classic. If you've not played it in a while, go back and play it. It's so much fun. Love, love, love playing this game. So really, yeah, we had a ton of fun. We rambled clearly a lot in this episode, so that proves it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You can tell when we like something when we ramble. And actually, when we critique things a lot and have things to say, it's because we like games. When we don't like a game, we'll just stop talking about it. We'll be like, well, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> like, genuinely, like it's like, this game was annoying. There's just nothing else to say at a yeah, certain point yeah, with those John. kind of games. R- Whereas right. games we love, we might overly critique, but that's because we remember all the nuances. We know all the little gritty, nitty-gritty pieces because we loved playing it so much.
0: So- I'm just looking through my notes and realizing how many details we didn't really we didn't talk about. talk about so But much. it doesn't matter because... It's linked to the Past, and everyone knows this game. If you don't know this game, sorry, play it. Go play it. And then then re-listen to our episode, and you'll understand what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) And while I know we normally announce what game we're playing next, we're keeping that open. You'll see us playing a couple games over on Twitch. Join us at GWGW Show on Twitch. And they're definitely coming down the line. What order they come in, you'll just have to find out, because we... Need to figure some things out. Honestly, we have a lot of travel coming up and a lot of just things going on still. And again, we really appreciate everyone understanding. So we don't know exactly what game we're playing next. I know normally we play a Final Fantasy every five. We want to make sure we give enough time to these. We haven't had a chance to yet for Final Fantasy 8 So we're going to try to figure out what the best step is next. But we will be playing it over on stream. Chris has already started. So you can see the VOD of him starting. Final Fantasy I don't I will,
0: remember this game at all. I will Dude, be starting well,
1: soon. So yeah. check that out. Check us out on all our social media like I mentioned. I am being better. We are being better about posting over on social media. Uh GWGW GW show or games we grew up with. We love hearing from you. We love interacting with you. Join us on Twitch, join us on stream. All of it is great. You guys are great. You're the reason we still continue to do this podcast and and have an, and have and, and make these exceptions and push ourselves to figure out what's going to work best for you all to still give you good content and and keep doing this.
0: We're running out of small games that we played that we were growing up with. So, now we're going into the, the deep RPGs. But suggestions, please. Take some time. Yes, suggestions. Please tell us if there's games that you want us to. Not Not even want us to play. Remind us of games that were yeah. out there that we might not remember.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, on that note, thank you to the producers. I know Chris normally says this, but I'm stealing this from him for, for once. It's fine. Thank you to our producers. You guys are awesome. You keep us in line. You keep us guided through games a lot of times. You keep our OBS running as we've discovered on streams. <laughs> Uh, You you know, we are, as much as Chris and I are are the hosts of this podcast, without our producers, this podcast wouldn't exist. So thank you so much, guys.
0: Say goodbye, Katie. Bye, Katie. Ah, (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. (laughs) My brain is not working.